Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to Three Peas in a Pod, episode 192. We made it. We made it. We're eight away from the 200. Do you have a big plan for our That's 200th right. episode? I don't know. We have a, a big plan. I do remember, I did talk just recently to our former sponsor. Oh, yes. And maybe future sponsor, uh, Good Food, Good Fuel chef himself, Michael Laidlaw. Mm-hmm. Michael Laidlaw. And uh, I do think there's going to be some food coming our food way coming. at some point, but uh, not sure when. But I will say this. I remember we had a conversation maybe 10 episodes back when we were still trying to come up with the name of the podcast. Yes. And one of them was Discipleship Deep Dive. Mm. And we said we were going to get some deep. That was a choice. That wasn't one that we chose. No. So much. That was <laughs> a possibility. Okay. And All we right. said we were going to okay. get some deep dish pizza. Huh. And, and we if, have not yet. We well, because if you remember, we talked about that old. The, it's called like Old Chicago. And they're opening something. it up, right? And we road. said we didn't know if it would be open in time. And I said, I bet it will by the two hundredth episode. So maybe we should get. Do you think it's going to happen? That's going to open. I don't know. By then? Yeah, it's October 24th oh, is when really? they're supposed oh, to Oh, we're going to make it. Yeah, yeah, I saw both it and that other place that's across like Miller's Ale, Ale, Ale House, House or something. They're open in the same weekend or same mm. day, I think. So. All right. Anyway, so we might maybe, maybe we should get some deep dish because I like some Chicago deep I dish I love pizza. that. It's love possible that, that the drive-thru at Whataburger will have cleared by the time yeah, they're It's possible. <laughs> it's, it's not still, It's still backed up to Thomas Crossroads. <laughs> that's right true. Now. So, well, I'm looking forward to food. Uh, we haven't had food on this podcast in quite some time. That's true. That and now true. that we have named it after a vegetable, we should. True. We should. True. Some kind of. True. All right. So, I would like uh, it to be black eyed peas, though. Mm. I love black eyed peas. I like black eyed peas. I like, I like English peas. Uh, sweet or peas. green peas or just peas, as they call them, I guess, in England. Uh, well, they're, maybe they call them sweet peas. <laughs> All right. Let, that's enough. Let's get on to the question. How about okay. that? We have a question. We have a question today, and uh, a quite good one. I we think. have a lot of questions we all in at once. Do. We asked in the last episode. We, we said we were out of questions. Yes. And then a whole slew, yes. as they say. So if you send in, slew? it's a lot. So if, okay. you, if you send in a question recently... Hang on, we'll get to it because we got lots in, uh, uh, in line here. That we're gonna we might to. not get to all of them. We might decide we don't want to answer. I mean, we've answered all of. But I guess we might not it's answer. It's possible all of them. we're going to answer all of the legitimate questions. Okay. Oh, wow. You send one in. Jason just called you illegitimate. <laughs> <laughs> I have that power. Oh, that's good. Here is today's question. It seems like you sometimes need a degree in theology to understand the writings of the Bible the way they were intended. Given that I am not well-versed in first century and earlier history and culture, is it better for me to read books written about the Bible from people who do have such degrees and understanding? I've heard this a lot. People say, well, it seems like the Bible's so hard to understand, and if it's that hard to understand, what am I doing? Why am I reading it? Is it that difficult? Well, I'll I'll answer the direct question that's at the end, because they said, uh, is it better for me to read books by people with understanding mm. of of that? I would okay. say, in general, it is better to read books with people from people who have understanding of things. Yeah. So, because when you say wrong. better, I go if what you mean is I have a choice between a book that's written by someone who understands nothing of mm. of the time period the Bible is written in and someone who knows a lot about it. It might be better to do that. 
If you're talking about a book about the Bible, if you're saying, I want to read a Stephen King novel, he probably don't need to know all that much about first century writing. No. But I think what they were meaning is, should I go outside the Bible and read things uh, about it, or do I just stick with what's in the text? Because their assumption is that I'm not getting everything out of it by just staying and reading the text by itself. They're saying... Uh, this is at least what I'm hearing yeah. you say about the question. Mm -hmm. So now we're three people, three three people removed from the original question. But it's the imaginary situation of I should be able to sit down with my Bible, open it up, read what's on the page, and get something out of it. To yes. take away something for myself. Or fully understand it. Or, yeah, take it and go, hmm, I have now acquired that knowledge. And I think, I think here's what I would say to the person that— I'm going to assume that what you said is right. You don't have you you're you're not well versed in ancient literature, which is what the Bible is. You have to accept that. Mm -hmm. Not not written in the 20th, 21st, 19th, 18th century. Not any of those centuries yeah. when English even existed. Mm -hmm. So, do I need to know a little more than that to understand all the meaning? You probably do. Do can you get some meaning? You can, but. Not from all parts. I wouldn't, if I were you, I wouldn't start in Ezekiel, Jeremiah, mm -hmm. Isaiah, any of the prophets and just flip open there and think, you know what? I don't have to know any history to know what this is writing about, and I'll get all I'll get meaning. You might get a meaning, and it might even be a meaning that somehow helps you. It just may not be what the author meant. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah. And but if you want to understand about Christianity from the Bible. I say to everybody, you ought to verse yourself in four books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you ought to understand Jesus. And until you, until you think you understand Jesus, you shouldn't probably read much else in the Bible. There just mm -hmm. isn't a lot of need for you to understand it, because at the core of our faith is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And there's an, the, those four books, they aren't that complicated. In my opinion, mm -hmm. are there parts in there that are a little bit? Yeah. yeah. So what I always say to people when you get to those parts, you don't really understand with it. Flip the page. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what I've what I've come to this is a conversation that I've had with several people over the years, and what I think it comes down to for a lot of folks is, and we all have this. I have this experience. You listen to someone who has done some study and, and is a little bit more well-versed than you might be, or someone who has, you know, a perspective that you haven't heard before, or it's something new. So you get taught this new thing and it opens your eyes to something you didn't see. And, and the, and that's a good thing. But then often people, the residual effect, effect of that is they then begin to say, well, if I didn't understand that about that passage of scripture, I'm not even sure I understand any of it. I'm so far behind that I'll never be able to understand the Bible. And what I've often said to them, we talked about this before we hit record on this podcast, is one of the things that I have always encouraged people is that that's not a bad thing. And that's not, don't assume that that's not the way it was meant to be mm. in your exposure to the scriptures. And what we were meant to do together is to do all of this learning and gaining insight in community together. Yes. And it's yeah. not an all at once kind of thing. It's a 
more like a journey yes. kind of deal. Well, and don't you think that part that you're talking about of Bible's designed to be read in community, mm-hmm. that's really the discipline behind reading it. What I mean is mm. we exist in a culture right now that for in, in, in good ways, but I think in many ways for the worse, we think knowledge can be mm. acquired without discipline. And yeah. what I mean is this. I should be able just to go to Google and get any information I want. I don't really have to discipline myself around acquiring that knowledge. So there's something wrong with my car. I go to YouTube and probably figure it out. In some ways I can, but here's what I know. There are people who have studied under the discipline of how cars work that eventually I will get myself to a place where until I submit myself to the discipline of how to learn how this car works, I'm only going to get so far. So can I go to the internet and figure out how to change my oil? Yeah, probably. That's a maintenance issue, right? Certain repairs on my car. But then there comes a point that I look and I go, I may need to know more about the entire process of how a car works to be able to repair this. Well, we live in a world that kind of thinks if I can't Google it and immediately get an answer that makes sense and I can apply it to my life, that's not that that really is some kind of mystical knowledge. You're bringing your own thing to it. Well, no one hopefully would do that with medicine. Can I go to the internet and figure out what to take for a headache? Hopefully, but if I need to figure out how to do heart surgery, I'm not going to go to my uncle and go, go on the internet for a couple hours. I don't need to go to a doctor. Go, go on the internet. Just look it up. And you'll be right, because what we know is there is a discipline to medical knowledge. These things work together and they weave together. And just getting an answer to how does the heart work doesn't give me everything. Yeah, I often joke a person close to me who loves to read WebMD. <laughs> and, you know, all everything you read on WebMD, at some point, it will say and causes possible death. <laughs> you know? yes. I think that WebMD should have on its front page Reading MM, WebMD could cause anxiety and possible and death. death. <laughs> and possible death. Yes. Because you think you have knowledge, you don't have as much knowledge as you think you do because yeah. you haven't actually looked at it. And I, I think when it comes to the Bible, we're taking a very ancient document mm-hmm. and we're bringing it into a modern time without wanting to do anything. And I don't mean even understanding the ancient time. I just mean we're, we're taking a... So particularly, I'm assuming this person wants to understand this because they're a follower of Jesus. Maybe they just want to read the Bible. I, I, I don't know. But it, as a follower of Jesus, there were no followers of Jesus for the first 300 years of Christianity who studied the Bible. That's right. Because there wasn't one. There wasn't one. They, they may have, if they were Jewish followers of Jesus, mm-hmm. had some knowledge of the Old Testament scripture. But for the majority of them, after... Gentiles became, they had to even be brought into the Jewish scripture because, I mean, it's possible that every Christian in the world could study, uh, you know, the Quran, Mm -hmm. but we don't. Mm -hmm. And so for Gentile Christians, they weren't studying the Jewish scriptures. Mm -hmm. It was as far to them as a Christian wanting to study the Quran. It it would have just been an academic thing. So when they come and start talking about this, What I always say to people is the early Christians got to the point that when they learned about Jesus from first century witnesses, they didn't have to know everything about Jesus to be able to believe in Jesus. They didn't have to know all the deep stuff to know about it. And then they were brought into a community of faith where they would learn and discuss together and apply to life. 
And the spirit of God was at work in that what they were being taught that confirmed, I'm doing this, God's at work in my life, I see the benefit of it. In our culture, and I, you said this beforehand, so I'll let you, I mean, talk more about it, of the idea came along of sola scriptura, yep. which is really a Protestant idea that comes, and I mean, that's... Which means scripture alone, yeah, the and Bible that, alone. That came about, that's not even in the first... I mean, that's almost a, what is that, 1,500 years? That, that's after, after, that idea that all you need is the Bible, that's not even close to the beginning of Christianity. That's true. right. True. I mean, that's a long time removed. And that's not to take anything away from the Bible. No. Please don't hear that. But what, what it's saying is this idea that many of us Christians will come up with is, I should be able to just crack open the book, read it, and then instantly receive Every nuance, every background, every single inch of what that means to me in my current context, and it's just going to be there. Um, that's that's. I don't think that was ever intended. No, I, I don't think that was the way. I think back to this is going to sound horrible, but <laughs> Jesus never once made the claim that what he came to give us or to establish on the earth is a book. That's right. Right. I mean, he talks about establishing a community, mm -hmm. gathering his church. He talks about sending the spirit to guide us. Mm -hmm. But he never once tells now, guys, there's going to be this book <laughs> and you're going to study it and, and you're going to get all you need to know out of that. He never tells them that. That was that was long after it was. And it was used as a tool to help all those other things that Jesus said he was bringing. So we can get real real off, I think, sometimes by elevating the Bible to a place that it was never intended to be. That's right. Not to degrade it down no. to mean nothing. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying, let's let's be honest about what it is. Well, yeah, because for most of us, I mean, to, to degrade it in any way, that's not what we're trying no. to do. Mm -mm. Everything we know about Jesus, we learn from what's now included in the scripture. Exactly. I'm just saying that. Yes. The things we know about Jesus that are now included in the scripture, they were known before there was a book. That's right. That's why <laughs> we don't know it because there is a book. There is a book because those things were known. That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so we just have to put it in its proper place and know that you can know enough to follow Jesus. I think a part of what we want to do with the scripture, and I, I don't know this person, I don't know this is what you're trying to do. We want to get to a place where I can have the knowledge so that I don't have to, it, oh, this sounds bad. I don't have to submit myself to anybody else knowing more than me. Mm. Or I don't have to come to, and I know part of that is because there's been abuses by people like us sure. mm -hmm. who've taught things that are wrong mm -hmm. and people get off track. That's why it has to be a whole community of people that comes around together mm -hmm. uh, and the spirit of God at work that you know is leading you on the path of understanding what God wants you to do along with the benefit we have is we have we have the book mm -hmm. and people who have studied it and can be trained in it. I do not think yeah. every follower of Jesus to get to be fully where God wants you to be need to understand everything that's the deep truth, as people call it. And, and I would scripture. say to whoever asked us this question, everything that you, I don't know if you go to our church and if you've listened to us teach, maybe you, maybe you are or maybe you're not, but if you have listened to us teach the Bible on Sundays at our church, everything you've heard us relate to you 
came by us learning, learning some somebody who had more knowledge than we did. That's right. And and it's not some kind of formula that we've figured out. Mm-hmm. And and I will tell you this: there's stuff that I learned in the past five years I didn't have ten years ago. That's right. <laughs> and so. And there's there's stuff I guarantee you that I'm gonna learn five years from now that I don't currently have now. I hope so. And yeah, I, I I look forward to that. That's what me too. But what it doesn't mean is that I somehow have a diminished capacity to be everything that Jesus intended for me to be in this moment right now. And if I get the idea that until I attain certain things or certain levels of knowledge that I can't. I can't be what Jesus called me to be and I can't love the way he loved and live the life and I can't exist in the kingdom of God. Well, then I have elevated knowledge to something other than what it is. And in fact, I say would put it above Holy Spirit and all the things that you just called mm-hmm. out, Ed. And so be careful with that. If, if it's something that you're interested in, I want to know more. I, I like that kind of thing. Go for it. Yeah. Enjoy that a lot. But but by all means, allow God to use that to shape you and to form you. Because if it's not helping you become more like Jesus, in fact, I would say for some people, it does the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul said, knowledge puffs up, love builds up. Mm-hmm. So if if you're leaning toward knowledge and it's causing any type of pride or, you know, elitism in you, it's probably not good for you. But... If learning more about the scripture makes you fall more in love with Jesus and his way, then I say go for it. But be be honest and conscious of what it's doing within you. And have some people around you who will tell you the truth. And that's the key right there. We said that. Mm-hmm. Having a community around us to help help us shape and course correct. You know, because like when Ed said, you know, there are sometimes teachers that get off track and will teach some things that, get us, you know, veers off of, of the truth of Scripture. That's what the church, the body of Christ is all about, is we come and we help course correct all of that kind of stuff so that it doesn't lead us too far off. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the community is probably, I would say, the most important part that we felt like was important to bring out in this discussion. And the part that is most lacking in most of, mm. I mean, all the Christianity I know, the part that is most lacking is our willingness to submit t- to the accountability of people and others. And I don't mean, and to, and I'll say this, I was thinking while you were talking mm. that one of the downfalls I think of our culture is we think most of the problems in my life could be solved by me knowing more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And most of the problems have people have with following Jesus are not conquered by knowledge. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They're conquered by practice and, you know, prayer, Holy Spirit at work in your life. Yeah. But there's a good deal of community around you that says, hey, man, you can do it. You can get better at this. It's confession. It's repentance. It's mm-hmm. those kind of things, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. That it? I guess so. I, you got I any other know. thoughts? I don't. I, any more brilliance? <laughs> I don't know that we had any of that. Just lay out here today. No, I think that's I think that's good. I think yeah, I think okay. you have to have the the discipline of the community, and I think uh, that's that's the goal. Is I think ultimately trying to become people, right. um, who who can do that. And really, the goal is the community. Mm-hmm. It's not you. 
Uh, yes. It's not about getting the knowledge into you. You you getting the knowledge allows you to be a better mm -hmm. part of the community. Yeah. Um, that quest for knowledge, if it leads you away from the community, is probably yeah, not helping. Yeah. Yeah. The goal is not to make you uh, a better person. The goal is to more faithfully live within the community and to understand the story we're supposed to live. Right. Um, and the end result of that for all of us should be that we're more loving. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the goal of all of this is to be loving. And I certainly have been around communities and where there are people that are deeply knowledgeable about the scripture mm -hmm. and they really love the scripture, but not so much other people. Yeah. Yeah. Or they don't appear to be very loving to other people. Yes. And in that, I think we all got room to grow. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's for sure. So. That'll keep us busy for quite some time. All right. Well, uh, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, we do have a list of questions we're going to be getting to in the next few weeks. But don't let that deter you. Don't. Go ahead and send us your questions. Link is in the description. And we will get to all of them as soon as we possibly can. So as we inch closer to 200 and that promised deep dish pizza that I'm looking mm, forward to that Nathan yes. says mm. I'm going to get to eat. Yes. Uh, until then, see you all next week. <laughs>